Hey guys, it's Nyjah in heaven. And we're doing things a little bit different today. As soon as we started setting up, we went straight into conversation talking about some things that transpired. So before we get into the episode, we want to explain to you some of the backstory of how we got here. So yesterday um, we sing, if you guys don't know, and we had rehearsal and based off of our last, excuse me, based off of our last episode, we had some insecurity um, that insecurities that arose. And one of the things that we were dealing with was just being enough, comparing ourselves to some singers or friends or people who we look up to. And sometimes that could be very detrimental to our spiritual walk, our emotions, our mental capacity and everything in between. So we just want to give you some backstory of what's going on and we hope you enjoy. And if you haven't already, make sure you like, share and subscribe to our Instagram and TikTok pages. We are also available on all audio platforms, including Google, Apple, Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts. I think this episode is about to be Godfidence, God confidence. Godfidence. Godfidence. And believing in your authentic ability to to shine in your own way. Cause ultimately I think that's what it comes that's what it boils down to. Yeah. Because what it sounds like is everybody, even the person that you have the most admiration for have they have their own insecurities as well. And sometimes it's an insecurity that you admire them the light that you admire them in the most. Right. And like, how are you as I stated, talk about Whitney Houston? Like, bro, she even said, I get I get nervous. I will never forget her saying that. I'm like, what? You're crazy. I do not believe that that is even part. What? Yeah. Everybody does. It do, yes, it is a part of being human. Yes, yeah. And I, I'm not saying that I I don't get nervous. Like all of that is uh, is normal. I get that. But the part that that bothers you, we ready? Oh, the part the part that concerns me is that it it plummets your spirit. Like it's a difference between I'm nervous and I know that I want to be the best that I can be. But yours is you, your spirit just drops to the point where you, your value and worthlessness is what you feed off. Like, I don't have any worth. Like, oh my gosh, like it takes you to a new depression. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just said said a few minutes ago, like, okay, so we got to talk so I can get my friend back because your spirit is not the same. I am always open for you talking to me and to express that because I don't know what you to feel like well, I don't want to talk to you about it because then it makes me feel like, like, well, it's me. And that's not it. It's the, it's the spirit behind what you're illuminating. It goes away because you feel so bad about whatever you're thinking about in your head. That's the difference that I'm like, that's not normal or it's not a good normal. Everybody gets scared. Everybody gets butterflies. Everybody feels some type of way about me. Like, even when I sing, I still have be like, oh, in my head, or is this song come come out right? Especially when we sing something new that we've never sang before or anything in that capacity. Like, I'm in my head, too, but not to the place where it's like, dang. I think it's whatever I do. Like, if I don't feel like I'm executing it, and I don't want to use perfect, but I think I'll use that word. I'm not executing it like perfectly then it's like dang but I don't know 
I don't know where that comes from. But what why. is perfect? Right. What is that? I don't know. Like, what is the comparison that you you have to know? Because if you are basing your response off of what you think to be perfect, then what is the definition of being perfect? Or what is your definition of perfect in that situation? I think it would be people saying, oh, that was good. And I don't. I don't know. So it's based off the response. Right. And but you got that problem. last night and it still wasn't enough. Um, And then I start like thinking of weird stuff. Like I was like, they just standing there looking at me. I must be doing a terrible job. So you were standing in front of us. How can you see what we exactly. were doing? Exactly. So that it's was in your head. My head. Yeah. Because we were not definitely not doing that. Exactly. And that's what I mean. So in your head, what is the expectation that you you want from us to support you because there's two different things like number one support looks like different things for somebody support can be acknowledgement and and vocalizing and saying you did great or it could be support could be just your presence or it can be an encouraging word or it can be some different capacities of what support is truthfully support is sharing a post or whatever Mm -hmm. right but what does support look like to you um, I think support looks like, I don't need a whole drawn out situation, but I do think because I just didn't get it a lot, I would like for, hey, so that was that was good. Or maybe even critiques work for me too, but I think silence scares me. Mm. And when I don't hear nothing, I'm like, oh, that means that like I'm not doing something well. And anything, it doesn't matter what it is, mm-hmm. like, if somebody doesn't, I don't want to sound like a child, like, oh, girl, you have to have somebody say you did a good job. That sounds childish to me. But I think that that I don't know, maybe that'll help. No, I don't think it sounds it sounds childish at all. I think when we become dependent on right. that, then we lose the God confidence and knowing that we did our best and we practiced it and we gave God something to bless. Mm. I think that's what we kind of miss it sometimes is it's the lack of preparation. It's the lack of consistency in your talent and your gift and your skill and whatever you're called to do. And I think that when we don't put in the effort that we need to have an assurance that we're putting our best foot forward, we're questioning it because we know we didn't practice the way that we should have. And so you need the, the encouragement from somebody else to assure you that in your lack of giving it your all, you still did good. Yeah. And that's backwards. And I guess in a transparent moment, and this has nothing to do with you, but I'm just going to be honest. Even when I asked like for help and then it wasn't a, a response, then my immediately my immediate thing is, see, you asked for help. You got up here and did whatever you did in my own head. And now look at you. You should have like maybe not begged for help, but like kept seeking like, hey, I need help. I need help. So I won't get up there and embarrass myself. I have a fear of just embarrassing myself looking crazy especially because of the people that I'm around, like people I'm around are gorgeous. People that I'm around can sing. And I just don't want to be the oddball out circling back to last week's episode. Cause that's how I always felt. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that I'm just not doing that. I want to make sure that I'm ahead of the game. I want to make sure that I'm equal to the people that's around me. Mm-hmm. I think that the role in which I play in being in the leadership capacity of trying to be like a help and a mentor, I don't want you to become dependent on my word or dependent on me. You needing me to help you is more so of 
if you if God has entrusted you with a song or with ministry or with anything that capacity, like your name was dropped in somebody's spirit, then that is number one, the ultimate greatest thing ever. Right. So that means God has the confidence that you are able to do that. I think from that, when you did reach out and say, hey, I need help. My apologies for not responding. You know I was going to help you. It's not a problem. But because I do see and I do notice that you do lean on people's approval, that is not what I desire for you. Like I desire or I feel like the best thing to do as a coach is to say, okay, let's see what you got first. I, I'm an observer first. I want to see what, what did you do on your own? what closet time that you have on your own, because that's the difference between anointing and talent or gift and anointing. There's a completely different, like there's a difference, right? But it's also preparation. I say give God something to bless because you can have all the songs in the world. You can have all the people in the world that's in your corner, right? That's pr that's promoting you, that's trying to tell you to do or to sing or to say or that you're able to do it. But if you don't believe it, not only believe it, but put in the work to be able to succeed in that capacity, then you're always going to be in your head. Right. And I know that it's not people's responsibility. Like, I don't want, I don't want it to be a burden on other people to make sure that are telling me this or telling me that I know that it's a level in me that I have to work on because I just, I'm not confident in anything that I do. And again, circling back to last week's episode, I don't think I realized it to the capacity that that I am now until we talked about it. Yeah. I think that I'm just flowing and just being and just doing. And it's like, you don't have to get acceptance from everybody. Like that's not how that's going to be. Um, and I think probably because lacking it in one area, meaning parents or whatever, and then just feeling like there's a hole missing. So then in, in any situation, I'm like, okay, well, my dad didn't see me or, this, this person didn't see me, so I got to make sure that I'm seen her. Do you see that I'm doing a good job? Like, mm -hmm. does this make sense? Do you see that I'm trying my best? Like, if that makes sense at all. Yeah, it's acceptance. It's, it's dealing with rejection. It's dealing with not feeling like you are enough. We both share in that capacity having daddy issues and father issues of why don't you love me? What was so wrong about me that you were absent? Why was I not good enough? And so growing up, Everything is a challenge of, am I good enough? And what do I have to do? What circus tricks, what things do I have to do to get your yeah. attention? And so you're trying things and trying things and trying things because that was a hole that was missing. I was watching an episode. I can't even remember the show right now, um, but he was basically talking about a donut. And it's going to sound so crazy, but it was like an epiphany for me. Um, he was talking about a donut. He said, look at the donut instead of the hole. And the person was like, what does that even mean? And he was like, so many times we focus on the whole, the thing that's the missing, but you forget the actual donut was surrounding the emptiness. That is what you should be focusing on. But until you identify what the root is and everything as unfortunate as it sounds, it goes back to our childhood. Right. The Bible clearly says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart. It's more than just saying the word of God and departing from God. You train up a child in the way they should go in their emotions, in their spirit, in their mental. Train them up so they know. A lot of times they say the richest place in the world is in the grave. Why? Because you go through all these experiences in your life. 
live to be 75, 80, 55, whatever, all these experiences, and you die not telling anybody what God has done and what you have been delivered from. Why? Because it curbs the generational from them learning or having to repeat history in a negative way. Unfortunately, what you've been through, what we have been through in our childhood is abandonment, abandonment issues. And so those things that that we that are became triggers for us, it all the time or oftentimes make us feel insignificant and insecure because nobody cultivated that part in our life. And so no matter if it's singing, if it's in ministry, if it's in makeup, it's going to always because you lack God confidence. What is God confidence? It is the confidence that who he made you to be is who he made you to be. And it is beautiful. It is wonderful. It is talented. It is because we're made in his image. We talk about this all the time. We compare ourselves to people who we look up to. And if you had a conversation with those people you look up to, they struggle with the same insecurities. Right. No matter if it's Sarah Jakes, no matter if it's um, Kiera Shear, no matter all these people who we like, oh my gosh, like they're awesome, they're amazing. I promise you, if we sat down and had a conversation, we would be like, what? You struggle with that? But you're so good at that. That's that's your greatest anointing is what you have, what you lack confidence in. It just, it is what it is. But again, circling back to my, my prayer for you is that it doesn't take you to the place that it takes that you are in now. Like it's one thing to feel a certain type of way or feel like you're not good enough, but to allow those thoughts to, to, to break your spirit is where that's where the book stop. Because that means the enemy is trying to destroy your image, trying to destroy who you are and not allow you to shine and be the heaven that God created you to be. And that's why I made the statement. I said, I want my friend back. Like, wh where is she at? Because she walks in a room and lights it up. Her smile is what draws people. Her conversation, her in your spirit is what, what I'm looking for. Because I don't need you to say nothing. I know you well enough to when you come in here, I could tell if you something is wrong. You don't have to open up your mouth. What you say will never sway me left or right. It's not your words. It's your spirit. Because that's what drives us. When you wake up in the morning and you like, I don't want to get out of bed, your spirit is sad. We're trying to figure out what's going on with that. And it's because of broken places that were never healed. Right. And I think while well, I tell myself like, girl, you good. Like, and then I don't know, something about last week is just like, purging and just bringing things out that I'm like I can't continue on like this yeah. like I think that I'm healed from my dad not being there but it's a clear red flag that I'm not mm -hmm. and I think as the days go on as the years go on I'm like bruh like I'm missing that like I never I never had that And I just, it's not that it's not fair because everybody, a lot of people go through it, but I just feel like maybe if he was there, I wouldn't feel some of the things that I do feel. And I don't want to sound like, because then I don't want to hurt my mom's feeling like she wasn't the best, but I just know that something is missing and something is, I'm not going to say wrong with me, but something is just something off. And I don't know. I can't, That's why I, even when we're downstairs and talking to you, I can't pinpoint what it is, but I know what moment made me start feeling like this mm -hmm. and along the, the week it's just been like okay heaven you see that 
you don't like that. Okay. You see that you don't like this. And I'm just trying to not, not perfect myself because that's not a thing. I just want to make sure that I'm not allowing these things to bring me down because I know the moment I get in my feelings, I will go into depression. It's just a thing that I've, that I've gone through that we know what it is. And so it's been the fakeness of trying to be happy, trying to be like this. But I guess what happened yesterday, which is the ice on a cake, like, okay, this is a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically what happened yesterday is you were given an assignment to do a song. And in my opinion, when I was doing the the arrangements or just making up the set, like, literally, I saw you singing it. I know the Lord dropped your name in my spirit and said she is to sing this song and usually when i'm doing the set list which is funny um and i'm gonna circle back and say why but usually when i'm doing it i'm always questioning did i hear that right right um and i and i've shared this with with you before because you know you have people it's just like why am i singing this song and this song is out of my da 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 and so that's stretching me in an area that I have not been stretched in before. And my what I was looking for, too, is the presence of God or mm-hmm. the people confirming, saying, thank you for, you know, assigning that song to me because X, Y, Z. And when it doesn't happen, I question like, dang. Right. Um, so I understand in that capacity. Right. The way that I push through it is I go in my archive of when I heard him before and what was the outcome and the outcome is the peace. It is the way that it worked out the way that it was the time that the church, the, our sound went out and it had, we did the arrangement that we usually do, which is a praise song and the worship song. It would have been in my opinion, a mess. I was getting questioned on, well, why are we doing two slow songs? And mind you, you know, I do the songs a month in advance, but God knew Right. What you're talking about right now is from yesterday was you were on the stage, you were singing it, you were looking for support in the you did a good job or whatnot. I tell you all the time, if I don't say anything, that's a good thing. If I'm saying something, it's like, OK, so let's work on this. But I don't know if that works for me. And I don't want I'm not saying that I want you to cater to. But like I said, silence just doesn't silence makes me feel like I'm not doing a good job. And I on the aspect of making sure that I am given proper feedback I receive that like I totally understand because everybody needs something different I'm still learning right. how to do and and deal with different personalities and what people need because that's a task all by itself right I also know as a leader I have to listen to what God is telling me concerning what you want and what you need mm-hmm. the difference is you want me to pat you on the back and say hey you're doing a good job but God is telling me that's going to make you dependent on that. He wants you dependent on him, not on what I say, because I'm not God. Right. And neither is nobody else that is in fleshly form. Right. So what you want makes sense. I want the same thing, but that's not what you need. You need to be more depending on the assurance that God, what he assigned you to do, you are equipped to do. And the only applause you need is from him heavenly applause as much as we are human and our human self is not saying that we cannot you know support you along the way but that is not what i'm instructed to do as the person who is trying to help you coach you along the way i told you the difference and we're specifically talking about music right now the difference um you you just started singing lead 
I know you've been singing all your life, but singing BGVs and singing lead is something is two completely different things. I've been leading since I was seven. So I've been doing this for a long time. And I, even though I, I'm not dependent on people's applause or whatever, I'm still very, very critical of myself. But I don't need you to tell me that I did a good job because I don't do it based off that. I do it based off a relationship. And But it's never ending, though. I don't want you to have this false expectation that it just goes away and that you just become so confident in yourself. And it, no, I still get nervous. I still get intimidated sometimes or fear or anxiety and all these different things is not godlike and I literally have to pray it and silence it and just say I know this is what I'm called to do I won't ever forget you share it with me that you said that the Lord told you need to sing I remember that you couldn't sing for almost over a year and you were so adamant about getting back into the place of worship and, and I know I'm not trying to do no production on I'm I'm supposed to sing and then here we are so you have to remind yourself of what God told you. You have to remind yourself of what God said. When the enemy starts to become louder than his voice, you have to be still and remind yourself of who he is to you and what he said to you. That is what was silence. Everything else. Remember those moments where you couldn't or you thought you wasn't. And it almost crushed you because I know that I'm supposed to be up there singing. So now that you are back up there singing and on a different level, remind yourself when you couldn't. You were not waiting for me, for nobody in leadership to push you, to motivate you or to pat you on the back. You were determined because of what God said. So that is what pushes us. That's what keeps us. That's what silences the enemy. What did he say? What did he tell me? That's what gets us up in the morning. I know it don't look like it. It don't feel like it. But you told, I saw myself. I saw you. I saw me singing and, 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 and singing under the anointing and being an entrepreneur and having, being a multi-billion dollar. I saw that. So when it doesn't look like what I saw, I have to remind myself of what you said. All of those things of what you've gone through, it doesn't feel good, but there's a reason. We're doing this podcast right now because of what we've been through right. and what we're going through and literally going through it right now. We're not 10 years and we have overcome. We're overcoming now. That hole that you feel, it's a void. It's an importance of I hope that whoever is having children or fathers that are listening or mothers that are, that are listening, it's important to have a mother and a father. And sometimes my definitely my heart goes out to both of us, but for sure. And, and how you feel because you did not have a father figure. And so you look for those things in school. You look for those things now. Some somebody to love me. Mm -hmm. I just want to be loved. And what does love look like? I know God is 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 able. I know he's present. But sometimes I want my somebody to just wrap their arms around me and just tell me that it's going to be okay physically. Sometimes I just want somebody to say to me that you are beautiful, that you are worthy, that you are kind, that you're going to make it. Just say it, even if I don't believe it. But my job also is to say, if it never happens, if they never say it, 
You have to, tr faith is knowing, faith is believing the unseen until you see it. That's the confidence that I'm talking about. It's not building up a shell and a wall that's not realistic, but it's what's going to help you thrive. You're surviving right now, but that survival is before thriving. You are surviving, you're in survival mode for your emotions, but I don't want you to negate that or to put, put it down like, I'm a G, I'm strong, I'm hard. Well, we know that's not true. Right. Realistically speaking, we are women. We're not made to be macho. We are that because that's what we had to be. And I don't believe that these feelings that are coming up now, I believe God wants to make you whole. Right. That's so, why it's, I, I, I agree. That's why it's coming out now because it's something that is to come that he wants me just to gather and prepare for it and not get into whatever next season and be this emotional wreck. Because you're going to blow up right. and have an emotional breakdown right. if you don't address it. Right. Because saying that there's nothing wrong doesn't mean that there's, there's nothing wrong. Right. And I want to make it clear, it doesn't even, that's when I say a mother and a father, you can have both parents in the household and they still be absent. Right. Right. Because being a mother and a father is, there's more required than just being in the house right. or being a provider. Right. Are you present? Right. What does present mean? Are you emotionally available? Are you, or are you consumed with your life? Do you know how your, how your children's day is going? I have to check myself all the time. Because I feel my my kids pulling for my attention. Right. That means I'm too busy. Because that's the first, parents are the first people that validate, that tell you. That teaches that them. Teach you. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if you don't feel that void, then the world will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they'll go out looking. That's where that saying comes from. I'm, they're looking for love in all the wrong places because the love is supposed to be at home. The Bible says charity starts at home. Yeah. So you're grown physically, but you still have the mental of a child. Yeah, because nobody... That is so crazy. This morning I was reading, I told you this, I was reading about um, the birth of Jesus. We get up on Christmas, the cantata's coming up, and um, Holy Spirit had me reading that. And at the end, remember when... Um, they had went to Jerusalem, meaning Mary and Joseph, his mom and dad had mm -hmm. went to Jerusalem and they left. But Jesus stayed because he was in the synagogue as they were teaching. They thought they had lost him. He was like around, I'm assuming, like 12 or yes, something like that. Yeah, I was going to say 12. Yeah. yeah. And um, they found him and Mary was like, yo, where <laughs> were you at? He was like, didn't you know I was over here? And then they make a joke saying that's the last time you hear from Jesus until he was an adult, right? right? Um, but what stuck out to me was the fact that it said at the end of the scripture, until he had matured, and it said physically, spiritually, in all, in all, you're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but because he was in human form, he still had to mature until yeah. the age of accountability and when he was able to fulfill the work of that God had put before him. So I said that to say the maturity level of our emotions the mature, we, we put an age on everything, but it's not the age, it's the season and the time. In another episode prior to this, I kept saying, or I said before, timing, you cannot rush anything to happen. And that is, and that is inclusive of your healing. Right. It's inclusive of your development. Because until you can teach what you have learned, 
then you have not learned. Which is why we go through things over and over and over again is because did you really learn what the lesson was? Right. And the lesson is in this situation is development and growth and truly acknowledging your feelings and being okay with not being okay right now. Again, my concern, and I don't want to even want to say concern, my my hope and my prayer, and you have definitely gotten it now where you say, don't let it sink you down to depression. That's what takes people out. Because again, those voices become louder mm-hmm. than the voice of God. And just understanding that healing takes time. Yes. I mean, you. I could tell my patients that all the time, like, you're not going to get better overnight. Like, it's a process. There will be a time where you will be able to, you know, walk or where you will be able to stand or you don't have that wound anymore, but it's a process. Because the wound, this is it. The wound may look like it's healed, but it's still got to still, Mm -hmm. all the blood vessels and everything still has to come together on the inside. You have to heal from the inside out. Right. And so on the outside, beautiful makeup, hair done, you look like you are good, but the person, your friend that knows you and is learning to know you better, almost better than you know yourself, I can tell that you're not okay. Yeah. And so as a friend, I say, what's wrong? Let's talk about it. Let's get what is in out. Mm-hmm. Vocalize it. Put a name to it because there is a name higher than the name that you're dealing with right now. But until you acknowledge that this is what hurt me, And sometimes being okay, we don't know if you're ever going to have a relationship with your dad. Truth is, Mm -hmm. we just don't. But I want to get to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm content in it at least, or it's like, doesn't bother me as much, but I don't know what that looks like. And if you look at it, people who are like, you talk about Tyler Perry, daddy issues, right? Kevin Hart, daddy issues. Like most of the time, that is a thing. Right. Unfortunately. And the reason why my heart goes out to them is because who was your father? Usually it's a generational thing. Mm -hmm. And then somebody decided to say, this is it. Yeah. We're not going to do this anymore. But I'm willing to, I'm willing to go through the process to figure out, to heal, to grow, and to become a better me. Because later down the line, I'm going to have little people that I'm Developing. developing and making them a better me. And they want to have a whole mommy. Right. They will have a whole mommy. Right. And a whole daddy. And a whole daddy. (laughs) (laughs) There she go. She's back. I'm back. Feel a little bit better now? Yeah. I'm better. Yeah. Love you. Always love you. With your beautiful self. Oh, thanks. Oh, No. (laughs) But. (sighs) Okay, I'm better. In okay. herself, she is loved. In herself, she is beautiful. In, In herself, herself, she is strong. Bye, guys. See you later.